and welcome to the Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. I'm your host, Vidas Pinkavichus. Welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast number 104. This is Sunday, July 23rd, 2017. And today's guest is uh, my friend and colleague, Paulus Grigonis. He is uh, an organist uh, at uh, St. Joseph's Church here in Vilnius, the main organist. And he is preparing for a recital, which will be uh, in, in three days um, at Vilnius Cathedral. And today we're going to talk about his preparation uh, process, his practice procedures, and uh, all the challenges in between. Thank you so much, uh, Paulus, for your generosity and time, and welcome to the show. Hello. Let's start with this question that uh, I like to ask our guests, you know, when we go back to our childhood days, do you remember the time when somebody introduced you the organ and uh, what was the first impression? How you first fell in love with this instrument? Uh, first time I heard organ at Kaunas Cathedral. I'm from Kaunas. I was born in Kaunas. So the first church where I heard organ was Kaunas Cathedral. It's a big romantic instrument built by Joza Pasradavichus in 19th century. End of 19th century. End, end of 19th century. And it was um, legendary organist uh, uh, Mr. Beineris who was playing the organ. Mm-hmm. That was the big impression. Point. Yes. And why? Because uh, it was a, a massive sound in a in a very big church. When you hear organ sounding, it, it, it was a big impression for a small child. Mm-hmm. I was maybe five years old, or kind of yeah. that. So large instrument, magnificent sound, maybe mystery behind this instrument, right? The myster- mysterious uh, surroundings in the in the cathedral of Konas. Darkness, yes, because, right? Because because you don't see the organist mm-hmm. at first, you you see the instrument and you hear the sound. That's it. You don't know how it is produced and by whom it is produced. Mm-hmm. I if, even at first I couldn't imagine that it was only one person doing that sound. So, Paulus, uh, what happened? To I know you are uh, the titular, titular organist of uh, uh, St. Joseph Church here in Vilnius, uh, but you also are a lawyer, right? Uh, um, so what happened that you chose another profession? Uh, you didn't become an, uh, an organist at first, right? Um, well, maybe it is better to say that I'm a lawyer and then... Only then the organist. Yes, yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> because, because, because my education is like a lawyer. I don't, I don't have musical education except music school. Mm-hmm. When I was 
when I was young in, in secondary school. Mm -hmm. And of course, lessons with you later. Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, I guess um, uh, that impression that the organ made for me, it it lasted all over those years. And when I finished uh, my university studies of law, mm -hmm. then I had some spare time to 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 do something for myself. So mm -hmm. I started to play organ with you. I remember we first connected through. Our common friend uh, Vita Vaitkene, uh, who is uh, basically also an organist, right? And she connected us because she introduced you uh, to me because, uh, of course, you were looking for a for a teacher, right? Yes. And uh, Osha and I were just got back from our doctoral studies at UNL. That was back in 2006, I think, right? And uh, I remember this email, basically email uh, from Vita, uh, telling me if I was interested in uh, in having an organ student, private organ student. And that's how we met, right? How yes. we met. Our first meeting was in... Uh, in uh, Musical Academy. Mus Academy of Music, right? In one of the auditoriums there. And uh, uh, we were very shy at first, right? Uh, I asked you f a few questions. Do you remember what was the first question I asked you? No, actually, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I guess what is your name? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were starting, uh, you were starting this uh, organ playing project and we needed organ training materials, right? And I advised you to 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 go get uh, this organ technique book by George Ritchie, yes. right? That we were mm -hmm. uh, so fascinated about. At first you lent me th that book mm -hmm. and then I bought it myself, mm -hmm. yeah. What do you think about this book I, today? I think it is a very good uh, book. A very good book, actually. I'm using it even it uh, now. Mm -hmm. It's so com comprehensive. Yes, yeah. uh, it is. It is a very good. Even I, I sometimes I play exer those exercises, even very simple exercises. The first exercises sometimes I play even now, mm -hmm. just to remember the basics. Mm -hmm. I, I think it is very good to go back to the basics. Basics some sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it has everything you need probably. As an organist, uh, not only exercises but also just to refresh that uh, feeling. It has historical overview of historical styles and um, basically registration <coughs> practices, right? Even contemporary and avant-garde organ techniques, right? Yes, actually, it's, it's two books in one. I, I mm -hmm. should say it is. Uh, that's how it is divided. Uh, historical playing uh, technique and and modern or legato playing technique. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's two books in one. Mm -hmm. That's a very good tutor yes. uh, to study, I think. Yeah. yeah. So Actually, now I have... <laughs> I can't say I, ha I have students of, of my own, but uh, let's say uh, my colleague who is helping me, he she wants uh, also to to learn play organ 
and actually she is uh, now playing those exercises from that book. The same, the same yes. book that you used yes. at the beginning, yes. right? You remember? I, I just couldn't uh, think of a better book. Do you remember, Paulus? What was the most difficult thing for you when you were first started playing the organ? Pedals. Pedals. Yes. That's number yes. one. Challenge. Because I was playing, uh, because I was playing piano, mm-hmm. so it was it was challenging. Also, I, I can't say manual playing is what was very easy, but uh, but pedals was uh, like another planet at mm-hmm. all. And uh, what did you do to overcome this challenge? Practice, practice, <laughs> practice. <laughs> exercises from this book, yes, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Did you practice exercises or more repertoire at that time? Exercise. Exercises yes. helped. Yes. What do you think? Of Be- because I... I uh, sorry for interrupting. Uh, because that book uh, is um, good... Uh, the good thing about that book is that you play about some some exercises and that you get like a small piece which you can what you you can play like a small yeah 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 piece. which you use as the same techniques yes, right yes 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 mm-hmm. so like uh, you you are not all, all the time playing exercises 100 exercises and then uh, repertoire Mm-hmm. But, but it's mixed. Yes, mixed. Yes. Everything is mixed and more varied and uh, more interesting than yes, yes. than sim- simply having theoretical exercise, dry and unmusical yes. exercises. And now uh, it has uh, exercises, but then, uh, but then, at the end of the chapter, a piece or two, yes. which incorporates those yes. techniques. Mm-hmm. That's a great, great uh, system. So, Paulus, I'm very interested to know, you know, uh, how you, uh, you had, you can, we can share so much uh, and uh, uh, in those 12 or, or how many years we are connected, you learned so much, you, you what, uh, you became an organist, right, in a real par- parish, right, St. Joseph Parish. Before that, you 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 and I were active at uh, at um, this uh, National Association of Organists. Uh, and then before that, you were actually starting to um, uh, to compete, right? At the national level for young organists. A few times you went for competition and actually you received the prize. Do you remember what was the prize? Yes. And what kind so, of competition? It was um, it was national competition of Jonas Jukas for yeah. young organists, and I got third prize. Mm-hmm, third prize. Yes. It was your first try or the second try? It was my first try. First try, yes. yes. And uh, you received the prize, right? It it meant that the jurors uh, were. Uh, impressed right it was practically the first time in the history of modern Lithuanian organ school that a non-professional organist would compete at the same level as uh, real students of professional organ playing would compete from the let's say from conservatories and uh, 
from Music. institutions, yes. institutions, right? It was for young organists, but still they had establishments and institutions, organized learning. Well, uh, you see, young organists, is, it was not just because of the age. It was uh, um, also meant by practice duration mm -hmm. of in, in organ playing. So mm -hmm. it was, Experience, I, I guess, right? yes, because I was playing uh, maybe one and a half year mm -hmm. older. And it was considered to be... Yes, to be the young, young, young organist. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that's very impressive. You know, it, it's like a dream, right? You had a dream and you had a vision, right? You wanted to play this instrument. You were not satisfied with your law profession <laughs> somehow. But it's, it's quite dry, you know. But I'm still a lawyer also. Yes, but yes. Uh, but it's like uh, when you get tired from law, you got organ, and vice versa. And of course, <laughs> you don't have time, right? You don't have enough time to do everything. But tell me, Paulus, uh, is it worth doing both things, uh, or do you have uh, any a dream? When when nobody is listening, right? Do you tell yourself a story that one day I should choose one over the other? Yes. Really, you do have this dream. Yes, I. It's it's not a dream. Just sometimes when uh, when I'm quite busy, I think of that. <laughs> I have mm -hmm. to choose this or this. Mm -hmm. But uh, but it, but. It, only sometimes. You know, the benefit of having two professions, two careers, yes, basically, is, is that your eggs are not in one basket, right? That is a good expression, right? Uh, we always try to diversify, diversify things, right? Uh, when you keep your money, right? You never keep your money in one bank, right? Mm -hmm. You choose several. Because if anything happens with one bank, you at least have seven more. Yes, that is the benefit, but it also has uh, some minuses also. Mm -hmm. Because if you want to become a really good organist, organist you, you have to have more time, mm -hmm. I think. And if you want to be a good, really good lawyer, you also have to have time and yeah. like uh, you have to spend all the, your time on, on the profession you really like. That's true. Of course. So it's kind of not easy to choose, of course, especially when you are choosing between organ and law. It's quite not similar, of course. Uh, my, I'm from law. I'm making my living. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're also making a part of your living as an organist. Yes, now. yes. Mm -hmm. Isn't yes. that exciting to have uh, this opportunity, <laughs> or let's say possibility to to do both? Yes, I I would be much happier to do my living only from playing organ, but but of, of course it's, it it is not possible actually. But but not the benefit possible. of those two things uh, in my in, in my case is that after a long day in bureau, mm -hmm. uh, I, I 
I get quite uh, satisfaction from playing organ in, even in the mass or or rehearsing. Uh, just it's like a yeah, it's like different different way of of spending your time, like a hobby, right? Like but but somebody's paying you to do things that you love. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Of course, uh, it's it's a, it's a, it's work. It's real work, and uh, it demands a certain number of hours to spend. Right? Yes. Uh, it's quite ex- exhausting, especially on weekends and uh, weddings. You have weddings to play, right? Mm. Of course, and it's uh, in Lithuania we have such a thing that the organist is not only playing organ; he's also singing and providing choirs. Mm-hmm. In the mm-hmm. Singing at the same time as playing, yes, accompanying them himself, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Or but when I was work, working not in a parish church, in uh, Saint Cross Church in Vilnius, I I didn't have a choir actually. It was a small ensemble, but uh, we we had one rehearsal during the week, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And now in the parish I have two choirs, and, and you have all, all the time you have to think about repertoire, not, not only for organ, but also for them. You know, going back to the subject of having two careers uh, and the benefit of, of that, advantage of having uh, two careers is, you know, in Lithuania uh, being an organist is quite unstable thing, because uh, it's, uh, as you might know, uh, it's a predominantly Catholic country, and in Catholic countries, priests get appointed for a number of years, and then yes. after that they they leave to another place, right? What happens when they leave? Sometimes uh, it depends on the um, actually, as a lawyer, I can say it depends on the situation in which uh, organist is. Mm-hmm. If if he uh, he has um, uh, his work contract, mm-hmm. so it is not with a priest, mm-hmm. but it's, it's with a parish, mm-hmm. usually. You have and, security. Uh, wh- yes, and when the priests uh, keep changing, uh, the contract will still go on. Mm-hmm. And in earlier days, uh, to have a contract, it was quite unique, right? Yes. Now it's yes. more common, yes. I think. Yes, in, in, in Vilnius, in capital... It is more 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 common now. Mm-hmm. Now the situation is more secure for organists. Yes, yeah. that is that is not the situation in small in smaller cities, mm-hmm. but uh, but it is uh, in, in Vilnius it is getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and of course uh, with the contract you get social benefits, right? It's like social security and uh, Medicare yes. and. Uh, and uh, things like that, uh, vacation leave, right? You can you can choose number number of days to go, maybe if you want. Um, so, yeah, that's advantage. Uh, advantage actually to have both professions is is that you're not really dependent on either. You, yes. you can you can. What if something happens with your law? Yes, I always think of that. If if something happens with my law, I always have organ, mm-hmm. and if something happens yeah. to my organ, I always have law. Exactly. Yes, yes. exactly. That is the benefit. So I, actually, I'm feeling quite secure about that. Mm-hmm. 
Nobody can for really some time <laughs> threaten you, right? No, no, no priest can really say. No, no, uh, no. If you if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'll fi fire you. And you can you can say okay, okay, fire, fire if you me. Don't like. yeah. And that's the same in Peru. Yeah. Of course, it would be a much worse situ yeah. situation. Um, but uh, but but still, I'm not yeah. alone. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the advantage. The disadvantage, of course, you lack time, right? Yes. Both professions require time. Yes. Um, yeah. So talking about time, uh, we before our conversation uh, with Paulus, uh, we were thinking about the main topic for today's discussion, and um, and Paulus um, told me that his main challenge in preparing for his upcoming recital, which is uh, basically in three days when you guys are starting to listen to this podcast, but we are recording this on uh, on much earlier date, so a few weeks are left until his recital, basically, as we record this. Uh, but the main challenge for Polus is finding time for practice. Am I right, Polus? Yes. Mm-hmm. And mainly because you practice both both careers, right? You you have to do a lot of things. Yes, because all my day is uh, spent in bureau, mm -hmm. and uh, and of course it is it is quite uh, uh, quite uh, hard to find spare time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to to rehearse. Yeah, it's like uh, you said earlier, basically. Uh, If you want to practice organ, you have to sacrifice something. Either. In my case, mm -hmm. yes. What What do you have to sacrifice, for example? Your leisure time or rehearsal with a choir, let's say. Uh -huh. Or just uh, your sleep time sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. Even so, of course weekends, but uh, I don't actually count weekends. I, I don't think that uh, it is sacrificing. Uh, weekend is is like sacrifice. I don't think so because if you do the thing you like, mm -hmm. so it it's not sacrifice. It's just having fun. Actually, mm -hmm. it's a privilege basically yes. to to be able to practice. Even if you if especially if if you have where to play. And you don't don't have time limitation, let's say. Mm -hmm. So it is, I think it is a privilege. Mm -hmm. So let's let's do a little bit of practical analysis of uh, of our days. Let's say, did you touch the organ today? Yes. Good. Uh, was it a real practice or not? Yes. Was it was practice? Yes. <laughs> Good. I had 20 minutes of practice. You today. see, guys, you don't have to practice for <laughs> five hours a day. You can, if you don't have time today, just touch the organ for 10, 15, or 20 minutes. Yes. That still counts, right? I just had a um, uh, spare time between my works. Uh, I, uh, somehow in 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 summer, just I, I'm going to my church much more faster than in winter. So I come earlier, mm -hmm. and today I had uh, 20 or half an hour. 20 minutes maybe, yes, uh, spare time to the Mass, mm -hmm, so I could mm -hmm. uh, practice. 
you know, if this this question, finding practice time, is so common among our students uh, from our Secrets of Organ Playing community that uh, basically uh, maybe one-third of the requests of, of for help concerns this this issue, how to mm-hmm. find more time for practice. And uh, I wrote an, a bunch of articles about that, and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I have this, you know, automatic uh, question asking uh, for people what challenges have you encountered on your way to achieving your dreams when they become uh, my our subscribers on on day let's say 14 they receive this email right and some of them decide to answer and as i say majority of them or a big part of them really really face this challenge of finding practice time. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's so important that Osher and I, we, we created even entire training, video training on, on finding practice time, practical advice. I think it's even um, bigger question. If you have half an hour, let's mm-hmm. see, what do you do with, with, that, side, yeah. with that half an hour? A lot of times if we you, do nothing, If you right? play all along from beginning till the end so I don't think it's good to think especially when you are you are preparing for something special or when you are learning the piece Mm -hmm. I think it's better to take some challenging parts of the piece and uh, just learn them Mm -hmm. because when you have when you will have uh, more time you can play all the piece let's see but but i i think that those small uh, time slots yeah yes mm-hmm. uh, you 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 should uh, make something very con- con- focused focused yes mm-hmm. on on uh, subjects mm-hmm. some some, uh, some even some it's really important to to be focused and precise about what it is you want to accomplish in each practice session. Don't. Yes. Sometimes it's good to play from the beginning until the sometimes, end. Sometimes, yes. Like like sight reading, right? Yes, but if you have a certain problem when you uh, let's say you play the piece and all, in the same place you always make uh, the same mistake. Mm-hmm. Then so you go you back take and take out that four measures, let's isolate. say. Yes, isolate. isolate them uh, and play them ten times without mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's much better to master four measure fragment in in one weekend, right? Then uh, then to play entire piece twice. Yes. Probably right during yes. that time, uh, I think so. So so because if you have uh, time uh, spare time left, so you will always uh, be able to play all the piece all along mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. beginning till the end. But and you won't have that problem anymore left. Mm-hmm. This problem will be fixed right yes. for you, and next time you will only have to maybe refresh a few times. Yes, yes, of course. Repeat, of course. But this will be fixed issue done done yes. right. You can go to the next problem. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's very healthy approach. Although it's very difficult sometimes to force yes. yourself. Yes. 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 Because we all feel the need to play beautiful music, right? We love this instrument, and yes. to play four measures, it's not beautiful. 
it's 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 it's, it's drilling drilling uh, over and over especially and over. if you uh, when you have in church some people listening to listening you. to yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. before the mass <laughs> those those four measures ten times but sometimes <laughs> do, do you practice with silent keyboard for example without the motor on without the stops on uh, usually no but you could right but I could yes if somebody is listening or yes. something is going on in the church yes. because if I have let's see if I have a problem with keyboard not pedals so I um, can always play in in my rehearsal mm -hmm. on a keyboard you have a separate keyboard yes there. Mm -hmm. uh, do you play on on the on the floor, imagining that you are pounding the pedals? In this case, actually, no. I know that it is a good thing, but what I've done, I was playing on the table. Uh huh. With your feet? No. With your fingers. <laughs> Great. <laughs> with your fingers, right? Uh, with your fingers. Uh, so when you don't have an access access to the keyboard, you can play on whatever surface you have. You can even play on your lap, right? Yes. Pretending that it's a keyboard. Yes. It's 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 it works because the main thing is is mental activity, right? To connect. The Sometimes it it is good to just sit with the notes mm -hmm. and read it, mm -hmm. just like a book. I think it's also sometimes yeah. to see all the pauses. So let's say today, when you when you had this ability to to practice for twenty minutes, did you was it easy for you to force yourself to practice? Yes. Why? Because I have recital. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a choice. Hey I'm guys, sure. if you want to find. If you More want to time. find time, uh, just make uh, make a recital for yourself uh, mm -hmm. with a date, yeah. <laughs> and you will find spare time. What is recital? <laughs> recital is a public accountability, right? What happens when you fail to prepare? Right? Something happens. Yeah, you you will be ashamed, right? You feel. Yes. Uh, sort of maybe your colleagues will come and Polish is not prepared is sloppy that's that something is uh, not not good right you try to avoid this feeling so we say it's a gun to your head basically something is forcing you to to behave in a certain way let's say let's say if if I had a gun well imaginary gun right and I, I pointed to your your head right and say you have to find uh, time to practice for the next three weeks or, you know, or I shoot you, right? And then in three weeks I'll come back and you will play for me this piece and if it's not ready, I'll shoot you, right? Imagine, let's imagine this. Yes. You will have endless energy to find a you know, way to practice because it's a life-threatening situation. Right? But of course, it is not uh, not a very good example, I guess. <laughs> Why? Just because uh, I I think um, if it comes from you from from inside that you want to play, of course you have to, to practice, mm -hmm. and uh, and if you do that just freely and uh, and 
Um, so it, of course it is better and I have just uh, one more suggestion maybe uh, what we can do to find some time actually it is to see that always on Mondays and Wednesdays let's say from 8 till 9 make a schedule always every Monday and mm. every Wednesday I am playing Put it on your calendar. It's it's my rehearsal mm -hmm. time. Uh, it's the same as we are making rehearsals with the choirs, actually, mm -hmm. because uh, you have let's say 15 people coming to your rehearsal, so you to schedule it. It is quite difficult. Mm -hmm. And when you are left only alone by yourself. It is, of course, uh, easier to say, oh, I'm lazy today, so I won't go to rehearsal. Mm -hmm. But if you make such a schedule for yourself that is always on the same time, on the same day, mm -hmm. maybe it is, it, is, it is better because I, I remember myself making such a schedule when I was uh, just starting to play the organ. Mm -hmm. I was going to musical academy and I always mm -hmm. went on the same hours. Mm -hmm. It's good to have this stability, right? Yes. Stability is something you know that on this day and on this time, next week you will be playing the organ, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And that time you also can compare as many psychologists say that in these days we don't have time left at all. Everything is going fast and fast and faster. But rehearsing and learning, it's not going faster. Mm -hmm. Yes, and um, just to think that uh, this rehearsing time is like time for yourself. Time just to 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 st uh, stand for an hour with yourself. Mm -hmm. Have a time with yourself. Let's say so. If you will think maybe of that, so maybe there's also. Possibility. Possibility to have time with yourself. It's like for your hobby, right? Your it, own yes, pleasure. Yes, because it's my my hobby, my pleasure. So mm -hmm. your sacred time, right? Nobody yes. can yes. can uh, invade your space. Because privately. psychologists say that you always have to find the time for yourself. Mm -hmm. A little bit. A little A bit little of bit. time with yourself. So mm -hmm. I guess. A time with an instrument, it's like time with yourself, mm -hmm. actually. Uh, but what you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, it really struck, struck a chord, because when you schedule a public performance, it's really like a gun to your head, right? Nobody's really threatening life, but, but in a way it is, because it's important to you to feel but good in front you, of others. But you have, of course, to be conscious. If, mm -hmm. you, if you see that you won't have, really, you won't have time, so it is better... Not to, to do it, this. It, it is better to think. <laughs> uh -huh. if, is it possible or isn't it possible? Of course, I when I scheduled my own recital, so I, I knew that I will have five days of holiday. Mm. It is next week, yes. let's say, before the, the recital. It is also time, some time left. So I know that all my holidays will be spent on the bench. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You make so time of, this of course week. I thought of that, mm -hmm. scheduling my recital. Uh, yeah, you have to be realistic, right? What, yes, what, of course. 
what is possible because it will be, really become a gun to your head mm-hmm. um, and now of course when you look back in let's say last year did you practice more or less compared to this year less to this because you didn't have scheduled recital probably right um, yes I guess so Is it safe to say that scheduling a public performance really helped you focus your your um, abilities and your goal setting, right? And yes. you yes, basically mm-hmm. you basically had this drive, right? I need to it, it practice. Also, it also has uh, another another thing that uh, if you have a gym to play uh, some kind of piece, let's say. And you don't have where to play it, and when you schedule a recital, and you can make your dream come true. Mm-hmm. And actually, after this recital in the cathedral, we will have a recital in Volkovishkis Cathedral yes. also. And it's two recitals, two the, recitals, the same program, but but like I have more... More, more exposure, right? Yeah, of the same program. Yes, yes. More possibility to play the same pieces in different yes. play places and different organs. And of course, I'm, I'm much more interested in in more rehearsing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, really, it comes down to being honest with yourself. How realistic it is, and how badly do you want this, right? Are yes, you serious? Are you sure you can you can just dream about it, or you can take action, right? Yes. Because a lot a lot of times people want to play the organ, want they wish they had more time, right? But you, Paulus, this time are different. You took action, scheduled something right scary, right? It's public performance, and now you you don't have what to do. You have to prepare unless. Or, or you know, or your let's say public reputation will be diminished, right? In professional organists' eyes, yeah. that's 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 also counts. So for people, for people who don't want to play in public, there are hundreds of organists who don't okay. who play, practice for their own pleasure. What would you recommend, Paulus? If they are practicing for their own uh, pleasure, pleasure. So without it's, any, it's no problem. If they are practicing public performance, so you 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 can make concerts for a family. Oh, that's so right, what, friends and family, right? Yes, of course. In, in you can think. Um, I I actually I don't think that there are many organists who are. Uh, every organist is playing for his own pleasure at mm-hmm. first. But I think there are not many organs who don't play pub- publicly, let's see. Because I think a concert to your family is also public. Why not? Mm-hmm. It Why is, not? yeah. Of course. If, if just one person listens to you, it's public. I can make a recital only for you. Yes. And it will be, it, it will be public in a way. 
And now, guys, you can do public in another way. You can, you can broadcast also make, yes. on the internet. Yes, you can make it on on Facebook Live. Live. Let's see. Yes. And that's the, the biggest public <laughs> concert. Yes. And it's as scary as hell. Yes. Yeah, because... Uh, it's also YouTube. It's YouTube, it's all in our pockets, this technology. We can just p- press... Uh, Two know, buttons and that's it. That's yes. it. Yes. If you want public accountability, yes. yeah, you don't have to uh, schedule a real recital like, like yes. this anymore. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wonderful what technology can do for us sometimes. Sometimes bad things also, but, but and it is more, it is quite healthy to to play publicly because you you will um, don't you won't have uh, that. Uh, experience right no you you won't have uh, that uh, fear fear uh-huh. of playing publicly good uh, fear is sometimes healthy sometimes not but uh, fear is not going to go away probably ever because no. we will feel this tension and it's good because it forces you to focus of course Mm-hmm. Of course, but uh, but at first you will feel more tension, mm-hmm. and the second time maybe less. Mm-hmm. Of course, that a little bit of tension has to be. It has to be right because because you give uh, give your best at this fo- focus focus uh, full effort right. Yes. If you are under pressure, right. If you're playing um, just you, for yourself, you are on some pressure. Some pressure, because. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you you feel such a fear that you can't even press a, a, mm-hmm. a key, yes, so, so it's, it's a panic attack. Yes, mm-hmm. we have to good. learn to control our fears. What is what what helps you, Paulus, to control your fears if you have one recipe? Actually, I I think it's. Uh, Always to think um, that you are now sitting, playing the exact measure at this time, and focus to at the current moment. Yes, yeah. and don't focus on um, past mistakes. Say, yes, future mis- or, possible or, mistakes. Or that I played it without mistake. That measure that I always was playing with mistakes. You will make a mistake in another place uh-huh. then just uh, to be keep focused uh, wh- on what you are playing now mm-hmm. does breathing help you Paulus? focusing course, on, on, on breath of course of course uh, deep and slow breathing yes. because it slows down the passing of time and, and keeps you various organ- organs have uh, various sides w- w- what to do not to, to be uh, Panicked. Uh, for some people, bananas help. Right? <laughs> yes, eating That's bananas. Legend. <laughs> and why is it so? Because it has potassium. Potassium is good for your. Does you have heart. to eat uh, a mountain of bananas to get mm-hmm. it? <laughs> I once. I remember in one Saturday when I was playing some one of my recitals at St John's Church here in Vilnius, I had this. A tradition to eat bananas only on that day 
and to drink mineral water, you know, a lot of water. <laughs> and I felt very light and very, let's say, alert when I, no fear at all, but very light. But of course, <laughs> too much of bananas can also be unhealthy. <laughs> Right. So it has to be uh, just, balanced. You, you just think of situation. Uh, if you, um, let, let's see, if you don't have bananas at that day, mm -hmm. what happens? Yeah. Because it, it becomes like a um, ritual. Ritual for you to have bananas before the recital. And you are in a situation when you don't have bananas. What will you do? Yeah, or some people like to nap. Yes. Nap, uh, maybe an hour. Uh, and if they don't have this time, yes. what do happen? They freak out. So rituals, I you know, I don't know if it is good. Mm -hmm. Of course, if you if you have such a ritual to eat banana before the recital and it makes you calm, you have to eat that banana. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's no matter what calms you down. Do you have a ritual, Paul? No. No, no rituals. No. For for uh, reducing stress, no. 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 Do you have a happy place to go in your mind to calm yourself down? No. Like I, a memory. No, maybe no. Just maybe to to focus on 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 that minute. Uh huh. And. That helps you, right? Yes. To, to come back to the current moment. Yes. Because what happens when we freak out is we wonder, our mind is wandering all yes. over the place, right? You have to get it back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gently, right, probably, but yes. still, still relentlessly. But I, I um, remember um, um, Magdalena Chaika, Polish uh, organist, mm -hmm. Uh, she asked me one 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 time when you play this piece what what are you thinking about mm -hmm. and she had an idea that when you are playing some piece you can imagine like um, a painting a drawing like like a story right yes mm -hmm. uh, not maybe it's not like a story but visual something so, so visualized that music. So if you are visualizing that music in your mind, and, uh, that kind of visualization may keep you focused, maybe mm -hmm. on that piece. If you are always visualizing the same painting or, or drawing when you are playing that piece, mm -hmm. I guess so. Interesting, interesting idea, visualization. Um, yes, it, it, we were talking about Buxtahud actually, mm -hmm. and she had an idea that you uh, maybe you have a visual of old uh, Middle Ages painting. Why Middle Ages? Just so, because she she thinks that music. Uh -huh. She visualizes vi as Middle Ages. Uh, yes, and uh, as painting of from Middle Ages. Mm -hmm. It makes uh, such an impression for her. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Of course, it was an example. Mm -hmm. So, how you are feeling about your upcoming recital, Polis? Do you have, a, you know, this anxiety now? Yes. Uh, you know why? Mm -hmm. You don't know why. No. <laughs> Because I'm playing your piece. 
<laughs> tell us a little bit more about your program. What are you playing? I'm playing Buxta with the Prelude Fugue and Chacona in C major. Uh, also, Frank Prelude Fugue and Variation. Yes. And with this thing, I've just first a processional. Oh, Opus 39, that's right. <laughs> I dedicated this, this piece to you, right? Yes. Um, I'm so happy to play it. Of course, I didn't expect you to play it, but you chose it to play it. Yes. Uh, this was sort of interesting story. Uh, when I first found out that Polis is going to play a recital at Vilnius Cathedral, uh, I asked him if he knows what to play, right? And mm-hmm. apparently he or you, you lacked maybe three, four minutes of entrance piece, right? It's not like uh, I was missing, but actually, I, when I counted my two mm-hmm. pieces that I will be playing, because it, uh, it's a short recital, so tw- only 20, 20 minutes. minutes, yes, yeah. it's uh, midday, uh, lunch recital, Yes, every Thursday in Vilnius Cathedral. And uh, I was thinking what to choose, actually, and I told you, and then you... Proposed. I said, uh, "Do you, would you like me to compose a piece for you?" And uh, you told, <laughs> "Of course." <laughs> and I didn't expect you to play it actually, because you know, sometimes newly composed music is is well unfamiliar and uh, yes, risky. But what is what is ex- exciting about your piece? Actually, I was playing it today. Uh, that it is has that it has such a improvisation origins. Mm-hmm. It was conceived know, yes, as improvisation. Yes, yeah. and it is it is played so so freely. I I created it on my keyboard, playing at the keyboard, and then um, fixed the scores because when you play. Uh, so freely, your your rhythms are all over the place, right? Yes. Uh, six tuplets, uh, 64 notes, uh, all very s- strange rhythms, right? Uh, syncopations all over the place. So I had to fix that thing so to make it legible. But yes, it, it has this free origin. I, I guess I have um, um, uh, three... Um Variations of that piece <laughs> while you were editing. Yeah, the first draft, the second yes. draft, and the final draft. Mm. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, I'm very glad you'll be. I, w- I will this. be um, very excited to play the first one someday. <laughs> <laughs> the first draft. Yes. <laughs> oh, you can throw it away. I think. <laughs> so, Paulus, um, you are feeling a little bit tense tension, right? Because uh, you still have to do some work, right? Yes. Do you feel that you have enough time to prepare for yes. this upcoming? You feel yes. like it's possible, right? Yes. It's risky, but possible, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I hope people... And I'm taking that risk. <laughs> you're willing to take yes. this, this challenge. Yes. And, as they say, Whatever doesn't kill me makes, makes me, me stronger, stronger, right? Yes. If you survive, you will become a better organist, I think, of for this 
from this recital. And talking about becoming a better organist, Paulus, we're getting close to the end of our conversation and it's time to wrap up. What would be uh, three things an organist should do in order to become a better player? What do you think? Think about yourself, let's say. Give yourself an advice. Of course, uh, of course, it's uh, more rehearsing mm-hmm. to more find practicing. to find that uh, practice time. Of course, it is very hard for me, really. But but I I I had I have a wish to find more. That's number one. More yes. practice time. Good. Yes. I know that I can find it. Uh, as, I, as I mentioned today, 20 minutes or 15 mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's possible. Number two. Number two. Make yourself a challenge. Mm-hmm. Like, like this, this, like public performance, yes. right? Yes. The or, very good advice. Or just think that on Christmas time you will play a new piece. Mm-hmm. And do it. Yeah, make a deal with mass. yourself. Impostlude. Nobody is expecting, right? Nobody yes. is requiring you to do this. Just make you... a surprise for your congregation. Yeah. Should you tell people about it beforehand or not? Uh, well, it depends, mm-hmm. of course. You can tell, for example, for choir members. Mm-hmm. Let's see. <laughs> Then you will be like um, responsible responsible for that mm-hmm. promise. And they will, uh, from time to time, they will ask you, "Hey, Paulus, how is this piece going?" Yes, but if you can can make such a thing that you don't tell anybody and make a surprise and you do it, so you are very good. Well, you'll become you, like a hero, yes, right, for them for for yourself at mm-hmm. first. Because the main challenge is for for you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for yourself. So number one would be to f- find more practice time. Number two, make uh, create a challenge for yes. yourself. And Even no- small challenges. What number? What would be number three? Like for yourself, right? What when you have a challenge, you found more time to practice, and now what? What's more important after that? You have, uh, let's say, created this challenge for yourself, like a cathedral in Vilnius. You will be playing this recital very soon. Uh, You finally found more time to practice, right? And one more thing to to make you even better organized. I think you have an answer. (laughs) I do, but my answer might be different from yours, right? (laughs) <laughs> Come on, you, 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 you probably keep it under the table because I know it's very personal. But well, I give give you a hint. How about visiting more organs, oh, playing on many instruments? Yes, I, Would I, that actually, be I, I, I thought that you are talking I'm reading about your mind. this. <laughs> I'm reading your but mind, of course. Um, just uh, if you make let's say a program so try to 
not to play only one organ, but that the same pro- program you can play in different places. Three, five, or ten. Yes, mm-hmm. of course, it's very good. You will discover something about what? About this organ, about this music, and about yourself? About yourself, because you won't be playing the same on the other instrument. Mm-hmm. Because organs are everywhere different. Yes. Good advice. Wonderful. Thank you so much, uh, Paulus, for your uh, wisdom, time, and expertise, uh, for your generosity, uh, sharing those personal experiences with the world. Um, and, of course, we all wish you to be successful in preparing for this recital. And uh, let us know how it goes, right? <laughs> okay. uh, update me about your practice and performance um, experiences. And for people who would like to know more about you and your work, how would they um, contact you or what would you wish them to visit? Can you give us a link? Uh, of course, you can find me on Facebook, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, can you spell your name? Paulus. Paulus. P- it's P-A-U-L-I-U-S. Yes. Grigonis. So it's, it will be G-R-I-G-O-N-I-S. Very long name. <laughs> As many Lithuanians last names are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you did it well. Um, so Facebook, what else? It's Vargoni.lt. Mm-hmm. Also, Associ- National yeah. Association of Organists in Lithuania has this website, right? Vargoni means organ in, yes. in Lithuania, right? So we spell it uh, V A R. G O N A I dot L T. Yes. And there's a list of organs. So you can find me there. Wait, you said Vergone LT. Vergone LT. Vergone LT. Yes. Because in Vergone LT you will find a lot of beautiful historical instruments in yes, Lithuania. Mm-hmm. We have about uh, over 500 instruments and um, quite a few of them are listed which are still playable and uh, in, in a decent condition and you will find a good disposition and pictures and and um, descriptions of these instruments so take a look. And of course um, you have a YouTube channel, right? No. <laughs> but you still will, no. right? I will. Good. <laughs> Uh, so, guys, this was Vidas Pinkiavichus and Paulus Grigonis. We were very happy to have this conversation, and uh, we hope this has been useful, right, for you? I hope. Okay, thank you so much, Paulus, um, and good luck in your practice, finding more time, uh, setting yourself a challenge, and discovering as many organs as you can. Thank you, Vidas, very much. If you liked this conversation, I encourage you to visit my blog Secrets of Organ Playing at organduo.lt where you will find lots of insights, practical advice and training for every area of organ playing. 
you can subscribe to this blog for free to get your daily dose of inspiration and to be the first to know when any of my future podcasts roll out. I hope to help you reach your dreams in organ playing. I'm Vidas Pinkavitus. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you online really soon.